Welcome to Mint, the corner of where crypto meets the creator economy. My name is Adam Levy, and every Tuesday and Thursday, I'll be showing you how the creators of today are building the communities of tomorrow by harnessing the power of Web3. Before we kick off this episode, I wanted to recognize one of the NFT sponsors that's helping make Mint a reality. They are CyberConnect, a decentralized social graph protocol allowing users to own and control their social connections while providing a universal data layer backed by powerful social features to empower developers. Already with 150,000 users and 3 million connections, CyberConnect is the largest decentralized social graph supporting Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Near, and Solana with more coming soon. To learn more, visit cyberconnect.me and start connecting with everyone in Web3. This episode welcomes the legendary rapper, actor, and Web3 innovator Ice Cube. Such a pleasure having him on the show uh, to kind of learn more about what he is doing with his sports teams uh, on the big three and how he's kind of tokenizing ownership via NFTs for the mainstream to enjoy. So without further ado, let's dive right in. Ice Cube, welcome to Mint, my friend. Thank you for being on. How you doing? Pretty good. How you doing? Good, man. You're a legend, bro. Uh, it's an honor. Seriously, it's an honor to have you on the show. I'm super excited to have you talk about Big 3, talk about NFTs and, uh, and Web3 in general. I think the best place to start, uh, a lot of people already know who you are, so there's no need for an intro as I typically do. But I think a good place to start is how did you get your way into crypto? Like, what's what's your like entry story? Um, really through NFTs. Um, okay. When, when I saw um, how how cool NFTs were and 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 that people were um, you know basically creating a way for artists to to interact directly with their fans and for their fans to be able to um, you know, buy a piece of art and if you know if they sold it then artists still can participate in it which is cool you know you want artists to get paid for their work um and so it was interesting so i wanted to kind of figure out the right way to to do my own nft yeah i started working with trevor jones and we started to collaborate on you know what it would look like Got it. I remember also seeing earlier as I was doing some more research on you, it's like you were, you were also issuing initially like music NFTs earlier in the day, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I've always looked at it as, you know, any different kind of way I can figure out how to connect directly to the fans without going through these middlemen, uh, whether it's, you know, record companies or um studio execs you know i think you know the nft technology can be great uh for movies uh in the future so you know i just think it's a it's a way to disrupt the status quo and what's what's going on that yeah. you know some of us can be a part of some of some of us can't yeah you know, you, you've seen the rise and fall of so much, yet you've personally managed to stay so relevant and continuously reinvent yourself, whether it be through movies or music. 
and whatnot. And you've always managed to kind of stay authentic to who you are, where you come from. How have you managed to remain so constant throughout the years of watching like various industries change? Well, you know, I made a, a, a promise to myself that I would always be myself no matter what. So I'm never really concerned with uh, the consequences of the business. Like, you know, I'm going to do what I feel and let the chips fall where they may. Where, where some people, like, I think, are worried about, you know, if they did one move on, what could happen if they, they messed up or if they made certain people mad, you know, you know, it used to be a saying, like, you'll never work in this town again. You know what I mean? That's bullshit. Um, <laughs> you know, so if you got talent, you'll work. And so I just always decided to do what I feel and not what other people want me to do or what uh, the society or system expect me to do. Yeah, I think... Uh... Knowing, knowing your story, knowing your history in music and like in the 90s and the 80s, et cetera, that's very, that's very you, right? From all the movies that have been created about you um, and I guess like all the interviews that you've kind of had in the past, you really see that, especially with the things that you're getting involved with now and kind of combining sports with crypto. And I guess that's a good segue into what you're doing at Big 3. So I don't want to butcher it. I'd love to hear your kind of introduction of what is Big 3. It's obviously been around from what I've seen around since like 2017 or so. So yeah, for those who don't know, can you, yeah, can you give us a quick, uh, a quick intro? What is Big Three? What does it aim to do? Well, Big Three is professional, you know, three on three basketball, you know, from, you know, when you first look and then when you really get into it, you, re you realize Big Three is its own sport. Um, but, you know, in a nutshell, it's taken what people always looked at as an amateur kind of pickup game sport and um, treated extremely professional um, to, to find the best players in the world to play it and to play it at a very high level with, with unique rules that make the game funner, faster, and just more interesting to watch. And so that's what the big three is. And, you know, it's, it's the perfect league for this technology, you know, for Web3. It's the perfect league to marry Web2 and Web3 together. Um, matter of fact, what we're doing, um, I don't even know if you can call it a traditional NFT. You know, mm. we got to come up with a new name for what we're doing because it's a uh, true utility that, you know, you can have for a lifetime with the league. And so um, people say we're in a bear market. This is the perfect <laughs> bear market purchase. You know, what we're doing, we're, we're, we're uh, connecting the NFT technology and the blockchain and we're marrying those with unique experiences and, um, you know, rights and, you know, merch and, uh, you know, surprises, um, 
and and you know it's going to grow and and it's being part of a of a major community because we have some major players who have bought teams or they bought all the the, the biggest nfts that teams have to offer so it's really a unique situation that i don't think we've seen yet in crypto yeah, we, we have yet to see like being able to purchase ownership in, in sports teams. There's various styles that have tried to attempt to buy NBA teams, but it's I feel like it's taking like the new way and trying to apply it to the old way. When what you're doing is like you're kind of starting from scratch. You realize the inefficiencies in the in the old way. And you're like, fuck it. We're just going to start from the beginning and do our own thing and uh, kind of have our own take on it, which I guess I want to I want to name some. Uh, some points and some stats to kind of better understand the big three. And I want you to stop me if I, if I butcher anything, but there's 12 teams in the league, right? Teams yes. aren't tied to cities. Games no. are three on three, not five on five. Yes. Uh, and you're half, basically using, eth- go ahead. Half, half court. Half court. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're, you're using Ethereum to basically fractionalize ownership of these teams, right? Did I get that right? Yes. We're, okay. We're, we're I mean, in in a lot of ways, we're using the NFT technology to create ownership-like experiences. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's as close to being an owner as you can get um, without being a billionaire nowadays. Um, trying to own a, a sports team, you have to start off with so much money. It's it's yeah. it's impossible for the the average you know person to, to even be a part of that. But we're able to offer that with our league. It's it's new and it's fresh enough and it's um, open enough to do this. Uh, and that's really what it's all about. It's about uh, creating um, something new for the fans to be a part of. And then be a part of this league. Um, so it's it's a way we're trying to connect our fans to the league. Yeah. So when you when you talk about uh like a unique experience, like ownership based unique experiences for collectors, can you talk more about that? I mean, it's really about uh access, you know, okay. um practices, uh, you know, um press conferences. Um, suites, great seating, access to our, you know, parties and our, um, you know, everything an owner would, would get and do. Um, you know, we're offering that to fans to get closer to the league. You know, we expect this to land in the hands of, you know, super fans mm-hmm. uh, who really love the league and want to be a part of the league in the long term. Um, you know, this, this, to, this to me isn't one of those kind of, you know, get it, get it and flip it kind of NFTs. This is for people who really, um, are interested into the sport, who really, uh, can see that the value of this, um, you know, once it sell out could, could, you know, over the years be pretty lucrative. So. You know, I just think it's it's something I wish I could have did it with the Lakers or the Raiders or, you know, people that I've been following for, you know, 30 years now. Um, 
you know, if I could have bought into something like this when I first started to love those leagues, then, yeah. you know, it, it would be pretty cool. And, and you know, it's kind of like what they do in Green Bay. You know, the, the whole the whole community owns the team and, and it brings them closer together. Now, we got some of the biggest um, people in the space as team owners, you know, from Gary V um, to, you know, D-Gods to Krause House, you, meant, you mentioned. Um, right. And if you want to get closer to those communities, you know, you can um, uh, purchase uh, the gold tier of their teams. So it, it's, it's really a way just for communities to interact in a, in a fun way. Uh, but also the network, we, we you know, what we get um, out of it as a league is to have enthusiasm around the league from these communities that are already enthusiastic. And so it's a win-win situation for us. And we think it's a win-win situation for anybody who, who wants to get one of the NFTs. Yeah. I was a I was a part of the initial uh, mint of Kraus House. I bought like one of those initial NFTs because I love the vision of being able to participate uh, in your favorite sports sports teams, whether they would be able to pull it off or not. I just feel like there's so much bureaucracy and so much BS that comes with actually buying uh, more of those like professional national leagues that we all kind of like know mainstream. And I really enjoy the concept of like this experimentative take on sports on on ownership based rights. Uh, and kind of seeing the evolution of your favorite players from the NBA and how you guys are scouting them for like this next stage in their career, uh, which is which is super interesting. So talk more about the NFTs. So each team, from what I understand, has about a thousand total NFTs split between two different tiers, right? Yeah, and we, you know, we're thinking long and hard about how we can uh, really improve the gold tier. Um, mm -hmm. You know. You look at that fire tier and it's amazing. And we want the gold tier to feel the same way because everybody's not going to be able to purchase that. And, you know, one of our thoughts is reducing the number. So it's, you know, it's a little more um, precious, you know what I mean, to get a hold of. Um, so, you know, we're thinking of all kind of different things. So those numbers won't be the same when we remit. Um, and we uh, relaunched uh, the gold tier. We just kind of been doing our homework and figuring out what we need to do to make it, you know, as close to attractive as the fire tier is. And so, um, you know, we listen to the people in the Discord and we, uh, we want to make sure that we're giving them something that they really, you know, um, want to be a part of. Uh, you know, for now or the future. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Make makes a lot of sense. So when when you buy ownership into a team, the first thing that comes to mind from my point of view is like I'd love to make some form of decisions based on the team. So it's it's one thing to have like a level of fandom. It's another thing to actually feel like you're an owner. When you're an owner, you have a say in things. You have you have some sort of control over how things are done. So. What are some like ownership-based traits that come to mind as a co-owner of, of one of the teams in Big Three? 
So for example, like being able to make team decisions, choose a CEO or president, creating merchandise, like what, like what comes to mind? Well, you know, with, with ownership, you, you have, uh, you know, depending on what tier you are on, um, some rights to the IP, uh, okay. definitely access to uh, coaches and, and player captains, um, access to uh, referees, uh, being able to, to talk to them and, and, you know, voice your opinion or, or mm -hmm. ex get an explanation. Um, being able to vote on, um, you know, from uniforms to, you know, uh, you know, who, um, who should they pick? And, you know, these things uh, are all the things that come along with it. You know, ultimately, um, you know, we don't want to do too many things that mess with the game on the court mm -hmm. because we still want it to be decided by the captains and the players and the coaches. Um, you know, so we have to draw a line at a certain point, but, you know, when it comes to having a say in what direction the team go, you'll definitely have a say. Um you know, and we'll we'll think of more things to add to that. You know, what's cool is what's great about this technology is you can keep dropping in things to people and you know, keep offering better experiences, you know, as we you know, it, it's a trip because when we started this league, nobody had ever seen professional three on three before, not even us. And mm -hmm. so we had to mold and shape the game and, and be able to pivot real fast to make sure we was giving the people exactly what they want. And we'll do the same thing with these NFTs. Nobody's ever done this before. So we have to be able to mold and pivot and do things that we know uh, will keep the uh, people who uh, purchase these, the owners, happy. Um, and that's, you know, what we're dedicated to do because that, that's what will make them more valuable is that people are happy with them. And, um, and, you know, that's the key to be able to, yeah. to give people something that, you know, is valuable and is worth it. And it's cool if they want to, you know, do the experiences they self, um, it's about as close as anybody's ever going to get to ownership of one of these teams uh, on a professional level. Uh, so we want everybody to keep that in perspective, too. Um, yeah. You know, the minority owners in the NBA don't get shit. You know, you just you might not even get a seat at the game. You know, it's mm. like put your money in, shut up, and, and tell people, <laughs> you know, you're a fan. I mean, that you're an owner. You know, that's kind of basically how it goes in some of these minority ownership roles in these franchises basically you know put your money in and shut up you know yeah. we we definitely not going to approach it that way because we need the community to be active and to be advocates for the league and to go out and say this is the greatest shit since since the nba and so that's our goal 
What's up guys, Adam Levy here. Sorry for the quick pause, but I wanted to recognize a couple of our NFT sponsors who are helping make this episode a reality. They are Coinvise and Mint Socks. First up, on Coinvise, you can create a personal or community-owned social token on Ethereum. Coinvise also helps you create incentives through token rewards and bounties, NFT business models, and bot integrations for Discord. Discover more by visiting coinvise.co today. Next up, we have MintSongs, who is home to over 1,200 music artists in Web3. Check out the MintSongs marketplace to support, collect, and connect with artists creating Web3 communities around their music via NFTs. In June 2022, about next month, MintSongs will be launching their much-anticipated V2 marketplace on Ethereum, which aims to make Web3 even more accessible to music artists. Follow along on Twitter at MintSongs or check out MintSongs.com to learn more. All right, back to the episode. So I have a few questions for you. Crypto is inherently like still really, really early. And I'm yes. sure you're aware of that. And when yeah. you introduce like these primitives of NFTs, the mainstream doesn't really understand what NFTs are just yet. And sports, basketball is such like a mainstream thing, right? How do we get more people, I guess, like into NFTs? Because I think sports is a great vehicle to do that, right? I think it's, a, it's an interesting kind of like pivot in. But I guess, how do we introduce this concept beyond just like the crypto native crowd who enjoy collecting and buying NFTs and more into the mainstream crowd uh, that love sports uh, for the sake of sports, for either investing, sports betting, et cetera? Education, um, okay. you know, and, and drops like the ones we're doing, you know, a lot of traditional sports people, you know, put their antennas up. Um, NFT is still something that people need to be educated on. You know, what does it mean? What does it do? How does it work? Um, and same with cryptocurrency. You know, a lot of people hear the word but don't really understand how it works and how they can be a part of it or they're intimidated. So it's mm -hmm. really about, um, you know, showing people what it is, you know, it's still an educational phase. You know, we, now, but I've been through this, you know, in, with hip hop, you know, it was, it was like only certain people had, when I first started, only certain people was into it. And so, you know, you educate people, you show people how cool it is, and then people always want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think uh, you did something that's really smart, I guess, from a brand point of view and potentially we'll see how it plays out from an investment point of view. But you took a, a major stake in Dogecoin also. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you can you talk more about that? Like why why the need to do that? What was the vision behind do that, doing that? Um, I guess do you do you imagine using Dogecoin as a form of payment in the stadiums as well? Like walk me through this entire like thought process of doing so. Well, I mean, we understand that it's one of the most active communities out there. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we feel like Dogecoin could actually really catch on widespread. And we see other industries, you know, starting to adapt it um, and embrace it. Um, you know, having a guy like Bill Lee as an owner, um, who's, you know, so invested 
into um, Doja Coin. It just, you know, we see that it is the future and it's something that, you know, we hope we can use in stadiums and we can use, you know, more in our business. It is is something that we believe is going to really catch on and 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 be here for the long haul. How does it how does it tie into to the big three? Like, what's the the aligning visions? Well, I mean, we hope to use the the active community to blow up the league and to Got it. you know they they have you know now you know they have the aliens and you know we feel like when the seasons start the competition between these communities are gonna heat up and it's gonna <laughs> you know with that competition with that activity out there with all the trash talking going back and forth it will bring a lot, a lot of attention to the league, and then you know all boats will rise on that, and that's kind of how we see it. Um, that's the, the 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 benefit, the unseen benefit that the Big Three gets when you connect with these major communities. Um, that if you get the noise um, that these communities produce, talking about the Big Three. You're you're blowing and growing the lead. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Um, I want to talk to you more about uh, like what if what if the NBA or the NFL start implementing a system like this in the future? Like, do you imagine that ever happening? Um, I I can't see it, you know. But you know, it's very smart people running those leagues, and they may come up with something that that satisfies people and that works. Pretty sure they're looking at it. We're always happy to be first or one of the first mm-hmm. to to break down those old barriers, those old walls. You know, we have the most diverse league in the world with uh, the makeup of our board of directors, you know, commissioner, owners, um, female coaches who win championships. Um, and so I just think, you know, they'll follow the leader and we just have to be the leader on this. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to transition out of sports for just a minute because you have such a diverse career. I want to try hitting on mu- music and uh, movies. So recently you just signed a, a new multi-picture production TV and film deal right uh for yeah. for you to kind of produce more entertainment on that side how do you imagine the future of nfts and movies kind of colliding man you know in a perfect world i would love to see an nft project around a movie uh, mm. where you know let people know what kind of movie you want to make and people say hey i want to see that i want to own a piece of that you know and i want to be a part of that um and so um, it's happening with music, and I'm pretty sure that it's probably happening with music, you know, some, I mean, with movies somewhere. But that would be a great day for artists, directors, writers, um, actors to be able to go straight to the people and say, do you want this movie? And if you do, let's, let's you know, here's how much it's going to cost. Let's raise this money and do it. Um, you know, that would definitely kick the studios in the nuts 
because they're 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 gatekeepers. You know, they're not. Yeah. They, they don't just do what's smart, or they don't just do what they should, or do what's good. They they you know it's, it's a lot of propaganda in what they're doing, so they want to push the propaganda, push those old narratives about people, um, stereotypes, all that shit. You know, it's, it's part of the agenda as well. So to be able to bypass these people and get great movies made, to me, is uh, would be a dream come true. So can, can we expect that with this new deal that you just signed from you? Like, do you, do you see like a, like a collab on your end with NFTs? I mean, you know, we've been talking to a few people. Um, okay. I don't know if that's the route we're going to go with this deal, but, you know, it's not exclusive, so I can do other stuff. Um, but we've been talking to, uh, um, you know, Gala Games on doing mm-hmm. something cool like that. Um, I know we're going to do something with them when it comes to music. Um, so, you know, we, we're, we're talking about how to do it and do it right. Um, because that's the key, is to not just to be able to, launch it but to be able to, to deliver and you know that, that i'm big on delivery yeah you know, I, i'm not a person who who will run his mouth and then not be able to deliver at the end so we got to make sure we can do it all yeah so with with doing it all that also kind of introduces my next question with music obviously you're you're a legend on the music side of things from NWA and so, so much more. Uh, how do you imagine the intersection between music and NFTs? And even more so, we're seeing an amazing movement online with independent artists kind of get, getting their freedom, breaking through the gates that kind of like this ethos in crypto has of hating. What are your thoughts around that entire movement? And a few years from now, where do you see the intersection of music and NFTs on, on the major, major uh, mainstream? Um. I think it's a great way, once again, for artists to connect directly with their fans. Mm-hmm. It's a great way, too, for fans to own a piece of this music and not just listen, but promote it as well, you know, um, because, you know, they have a stake, stake in the outcome of the success of the record. So it's a great it's a new day, you know, it's a new frontier when it comes to being able to not only, you know, make that collaboration, but to be able to push, promote it, you know, um, you know, people get tired of it, they can, you know, sell it to somebody, yeah. you know, and, and to have exclusive music. I remember when, uh, Wu-Tang did that album for that one guy, you know what I mean? It's like, that's a concept that is uh, is is interesting, you know what I mean? That you can make music for a certain amount of people and if, if you want to hear it, you got to buy the NFT. Um, I think it's an interesting concept. Yeah. So last question I have for you before I let you go um, is let's talk about like more, more in the future. Okay. So with, with everything going on in web three, how do you feel about this like new world that's emerging in which 
people and projects are coming up fast, seeing success fast. Are we still breeding longevity anymore? And I feel like this question is perfectly positioned for you because you've been so innovative and you've been, you've been able to kind of mix and match yourself across many, many different industries. So what are your thoughts around that? I think you should always plan for longevity. Okay. Um, and what it is, is you have to, if you plan for longevity, to me, you'll make sure the quality is high. Um, and that's how you get longevity, is to have high quality um, and not just quantity. And so when you think like that, you you make sure that you pay attention to the details of any project you're on or you're working on to make sure that you become the cream of the crop or the, the best at it. Um, so people will always keep coming back to you. So I just think that's how you should approach everything. Like, you know, if I do this right, you know, we can do this for 10, 20, 30 years, 40 years, whatever. Yeah. As long as we want to. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. So I guess the last the last thing I'll say before I let you go is the draft for 2022 starts on Wednesday, right? May 20, yeah. May 25th, right? In LA, yeah. in person. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, we're going to do a virtual draft. A lot of people are going to be there in person. We're going to be over at the Microsoft Lounge here in LA. Cool. We're going to have some cool people in the building, but you know, a lot of people are going to be, uh, you know, checking in with us on the virtual tip you know, whether they get picked or not. Um, you know, we still, as a league, you know, a lot of people have relaxed on COVID, but we haven't. You know, we still got to make sure that, you know, we stay as healthy as possible, don't take no unnecessary chances because uh, we got a whole league and a whole summer to get through. Love it, man. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the league. Um, before I let you go, where can we find more about the league and everything that's coming up? Um, hit the Big Three app or go to you know Big3.com. That's how you can really keep up with what we're doing. Um, you can join our Discord, Big Three Ownership, um, and you know just keep checking us out. You know, follow me on Twitter. Follow the Big Three on Twitter and Instagram. Um, and you can uh, see what the league is doing, man. It, it's it's fun to have, um, and we're doing it with a lot of class. And um, come be a part of it. Amazing, Ice Cube. Thank you so much for being on. Uh, Till next time. All right, Adam. Take it easy, man. Congratulations on making it this far into the episode. You are a champ, and because of that, I want to say thank you by giving you a free participation NFT. You can claim yours today by visiting adamlevy.io forward slash NFT. Follow the steps on your screen. You'll be good to go. Also, depending on which platform you're listening on, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, share, favorite, etc. It really helps grow the platform and our reach online. And last but not least, I want to give some love and recognize one of our NFT sponsors who's helping make this episode a reality. They are CyberConnect, a decentralized social graph protocol allowing users to own and control their social connections while providing a universal data layer backed by powerful social features to empower developers. Already with 150,000 users 
and 3 million connections, CyberConnect is the largest decentralized social graph supporting Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Near, and Solana with more coming soon. To learn more, visit cyberconnect.me and start connecting with everyone in Web3.